0: Every day, people like you are making the decision to start their own business. During this process, there are any number of questions that may come up. On Entrepreneur's Think Tank, we dive deep into the minds of those who have done it before. Learn from their journey as you work to build your empire. Here's your host, Nicole Henderson. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Entrepreneur's Think Tank. I'm your host, Nicole Henderson. I had the distinct honor of being in conversation with Jan Smith, better known as Mama Jan, recently. I truly feel that she is a living legend in her own right. During our conversation, she shared so many gems that I personally have had to listen to this episode multiple times. I admire the fact that she has done it her way, but from a genuine place of service and helping artists become their best selves. So I'm excited for you to listen in on this conversation. I truly feel that no matter what industry you are in, you will glean a number of nuggets that you can apply to building your own empire. Enjoy the conversation. Well, Mama Jan, Jan Smith, I am thrilled to have you as a guest on Entrepreneur's Think Tank. I want to thank you for taking um, time out of your busy schedule to chat with us and let us in on a little bit of your journey.
1: Sure, sure. My pleasure. My pleasure.
0: So I want to get the basic question out of the way first. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, wow, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> um I am an artist. Started out as an artist first and pursued an artist career for most of my life. And um, God had other plans. And so um, honing my skill set for a, a good portion of my life turned into Jan Smith Studios and me helping other people to pursue theirs. Um, I am the owner of Jan Studios, Mama's music house, Homegirl Entertainment, 4610 Inc, and Mama Jan manages. So we have several things that we're doing. All of it is artist centric, having to do with vocalists and and singers, songwriters and um, young entrepreneurial artists who are you know seeking, their dreams by way of artist development. So that's really, uh, we do that under the subheading of vocal coaching, but it's really artist development um, in the sense of how the the industry used to do that. They don't do that anymore. So vendors like myself are the ones who are the shepherds for those those young artists.
0: So I wanna go back, you've been, been at this for a minute, Mm-hmm. Um, but when you made the pivot from yourself as an artist, mm-hmm. um, to owning your own business, what helped you to make that pivot?
1: I didn't really think about it that way, to be honest with you. Uh, first of all, my, my formal education is in psychology. I have a degree in psychology and a secondary degree in English comp and literature. And so, um, I, I, and that was because my daddy loved education and said, "You're going to school, so in school." <laughs> and and, and I, I love education too, but I, I never had any designs on being quote unquote a music teacher because at that at, at that time, which was I graduated college in 1978. Okay, so at that time, they didn't have the cool programs where you could study to be you know, a music producer or or run a studio or any of that kind of stuff. It was, you're going to be a band or a choral teacher in in elementary school or high school. Not what I was doing. I was playing rock and roll music post-Woodstock era. So um, my goals were really about recording my own band, performing out. So long story short, during the disco era, um, you couldn't really get arrested playing original rock and roll music because everybody was piping music in. But I was still, I was, so I was working as a psychologist in DeKalb County and, um, you know, making a living, but still had a band and was utilizing my income to be able to go into studios and record my music. Um, I was also a singer songwriter. So it was a, a matter of learning, ha- learning about the technology. And at that point it was drum machines that was allowing us to program certain things and make sing- songwriter demos. And so I purchased a drum machine from a guy who owned a rock and roll guitar school, which in that day and time was a little bit odd, unique, ahead of his time. <clears throat> and he had a a singer that was losing his voice. And, um, you know, Steve asked me, he said, you know, you're you're a pretty good singer. Do you think you can help this guy? And I said, yes. <laughs> so saying yes to working with one rock dude um, kind of opened up a door and an opportunity where all this other stuff just came pouring in. Nobody was catering to the needs of I call them street singers, my people, rock and roll singers, rappers, urban singers, you know, nobody was catering to those needs. It was all classical. So it it opened an opportunity and 33, 34 years later, uh, you know, we service the largest roster of charting artists of any vocal coaching or artist development facility in the world. So it's, God is, God is amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was in preparation for this. I was looking at some of your um, videos that you have on your YouTube channel. Uh Um, Do you feel like you were called to this?
1: I I do now. I I didn't, you know, I kind of, there was a part of me that kind of came into it kicking and screaming. If you want to know the truth, because as an artist, um the endeavor is always to be an artist and what i you know what i found was my skill set is what became um, valuable to other artists and helping other people really uh began to take priority over you know how many times could i wipe the floor with other singers i mean I, you know it was just like the the i don't know the ego in it um and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that you have to have ego if you stand up in front of five or ten thousand people or fifty thousand, and you're singing, and you, you let them take shots at you. You you have to have a certain uh, certain amount of, of fortitude. But um, it, it was uh, it was a spiritual thing, and and it was also um, just the timing of it all that 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 made it work, and surrendering myself to that and being able to lay down you know my own performance career i mean i still perform now when i want to but i'm I'm 65 mind you so it's not like i you know (laughs) i'm not really pursuing that same brass ring but i'm still creative and and i'm relevant at my age in this industry which is not kind to women or not kind to women over you know 18. so it's an amazing thing and um, has really provided me the opportunity to still be creative, work in studios. I, I own a studio, and a few studios, in, and and being able to still create, produce, write songs, teaching other young artists, and, and really helping the parents to navigate an industry that is not very kind to parents either.
0: <laughs> I imagine that would be a challenge. I mean, I watched some of the um, interviews and conversations with a young Justin Bieber versus Justin Bieber now right? um, and has watched that progression. And it's kind of the reason why I asked where you called, because I feel like I can tell from those interviews that you definitely have poured into him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thank you for that. I think that, um, and I'm an outsider to the music industry, but I think that when you are called to do something, Mm -hmm. you can see some of that transition Um, especially when people are given that level of success. Sure. I I think, thank you for that uh, again. And I think that that's, um,
1: uh, I think the Bible refers to that as the fruit of your labor, Um, you know, and, and if you're not bearing fruit, then you're dying. Um, And so I I hope that that's true. I hope that that's true in the lives of of a lot of the artists that I work with and that they're, you know, what I'm doing should live past me. Uh, And, and, if if I'm not doing something to help somebody, then what am I really doing anyway? I believe that Justin is a really great example of of the difficulty of this industry, and, and he's come through that beautifully, and I'm so proud of him, and I'm really grateful um, for where he's at now in his life, and, and um, that he still includes me, um, you know, as one of his mentors, and somebody that he cares about and i care very much for him but i didn't know that he was going to make it i'm and i don't mean make it successfully i'm talking about making it out to the other side our industry is very difficult uh, entertainment in particular more so than other industries because there's not really there there are no rules and um and boundaries are very uh nebulous and i think that we as artists who live on the fringe anyway we, we get in trouble real easy without boundaries and as people too, but, um, the entertainment industry has a way of really, uh, sucking people into a vortex and sometimes they don't get out. So I'm, I'm grateful, uh, that I, 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 had at least somewhere with all then to, to speak into his life and, and that perhaps that had some impact on where he's at now.
0: Oh, I'm certain it did. I'm, I'm certain it did. Um, so when you think back when you first started your businesses, Mm-hmm. What were one or two challenges that you faced um, that you had to overcome when, when getting started, getting things off the ground?
1: <laughs> Re- recognizing that I was becoming a business. I mean, I, you know, I always had a band and, and, you know, ran my band, but, but that was, um, that was a band. It, it wasn't the same thing as having um, a, a brick and mortar business and, and, uh, not that I, I couldn't pay rent, obviously I could, but it was just like, oh, this is growing and it's becoming something. I, and then I had to train other people to teach under me. And, uh, you know, it more the numbers kept multiplying. It's like, okay, well, if I want to maintain this business, I've got to train other people. What does that look like? So just recognizing business protocol, understanding that a business was being built through the work of my hands, and, and that meant having a good accounting firm. I mean, at some point you, you, you can't do all that yourself. Um, and, and building, building the right team, man, um, you know, I I made a few mistakes and, and have learned by that, but having really good people around you is everything to the success of what, what it is you're doing. Um, I don't do what I do by myself clearly. I have great admin i've got great staff i've got uh great um side sidearm people who work with me in production i i I, and they're all artists and talent too but um building a great team and, and then also learning how to say no uh wow that's a hard thing for artists to do period but boundaries putting boundaries up uh so that I can continue to do what I do. Uh, And at some point, if you are successful, you recognize that boundaries are one of the most important things so that you can not not insulate yourself, but so that you really can maintain your focus and do what you're doing.
0: Uh, One of the things you said, I think, um, really crosses genres in business, Mm -hmm. and that's finding the right team. Mm And I just, in in the interviews that I've done as of late, it's one of the most challenging, I think, um, that I hear uh, people talk about is onboarding and training and Mm -hmm. recognizing that you do need to delegate some of this has been a challenge in the building process. You know, I think when people get farther along, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you recognize their systems in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but that beginning stage, uh, of, uh, bringing on a team, what are some of the things you learned, like in the interview process and relinquishing some of the things when your business is like a child, when mm-hmm. you are nurturing it to grow. So mm-hmm. what are some of the things you learn with bringing on and building that team? I think
1: that the thing that makes us a little unique First of all, uh, as an artist myself, I, I was a little bit resistant to um, um, not protocol, but but um, curriculum, you know, kind of ideas. And yet, there is a, a real solid handprint in how I teach and the vernacular that I use. That's that's made me successful. So it's important to be able to pass that on. And so, instead of going outside and interviewing people, uh, I trained one of my protégés and trained uh, somebody who had had lessons from me. And that has uh, been the consistent handprint and all of the staff at Smith Studios, they have all been trained by me or by one of my staff as clients. Everybody in the studio has literally been a client. Everybody who works at my studio has literally been a client of the studio with the exception of my, my brand new admin, uh, Jackson, who, is is wonderful but she comes on board as a logistics specialist which we needed and she she loves music but she's not a musician and so uh, it it kind of but prior to her Vanessa who is now a vocal coach was my admin and and prior to that she was one of my clients you see Uh, Heidi who has been working side by side with me for 32 years was the first one that I trained and she was a client at that time
0: I love that.
1: Hiring and building from within. Absolutely. And, and, And that's also how you know people and know that they have been imprinted with the very work they're going to be doing.
0: Well, even in the corporate arena, when I was in corporate, I would see that people were placed, not necessarily in the wrong role, but not where their passion was or where their passion changed to. And I think that even as entrepreneurs, we may sometimes need to do a better job of recognizing that shift, especially Mm -hmm. we want people to stay with us Mm -hmm. um, as we're building our business, because there's nothing like the loyalty that comes when somebody has grown with you. Absolutely. And there's also
1: nothing like the, the, the dent or the, the hurt uh, when that loyalty is betrayed. That's, that's a, um, that's a hard one. That's a tough one. Um, and and you know, forgiveness is is huge in the world and also in business, I think. and not 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 to say that forgiving is forgetting or or, you know, um, pretending like things didn't happen the way they did. It just is forgiveness and move on. Um, and And I also think that business in the music business, people think music, music. They don't think music, business. It's like, no, I can't keep the lights on and I can't run business if I'm not, you know, meeting the economics of what's going on. And artists are very poor at that. So, uh, I I have a reputation of, um, you know, people say, well, you know, she's expensive, but she's good. It's like, okay, what, whatever that means to you. But if there's a value that's placed on the service, um, there's also, you know, the other part of that, which is people walk into a beautiful facility and they see all this stuff. It's like, this actually cost a lot to be able to build this out in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you. You know, and, and to be able to have all this stuff that makes people feel like they're somewhere. It's like, okay. And and there's a cost associated with that. And I have staff that need to make a living. And so, yeah, it's, um, the accounting part of that, the actual business, when I didn't have a degree in business, really learning about you know taxing, tax structures, and it's like all that stuff. It's uh, it's a lot to take in when you don't have a you know <laughs> your business degree. But I'm I'm grateful for the lessons I've learned.
0: Um, so that leads me to: um, Do you feel like being a woman in business, or women in business that you've seen? in charging their worth, like people say, yes, you're expensive, but I think the quality speaks for itself. Did you always have that? Did you grow into that? Uh, do you think it's something that women struggle with more than men in charging their worth in business?
1: Um, I, I, I guess in, in a, in a general sense, I would say yes. In a specific sense, um, no, and what I mean by that is I I, I I, do understand the difficulties in in the corporate world in particular um, and, and in entertainment. I mean, clearly there you know, actors, major actors and actresses where the guy in the same film leading role, whatever, has made, I don't know how many, uh, $100,000 more than the female lead. I, I get it, and I know that that happens. Where I'm concerned, um, you know, I'll go back to the days when I was, you know, playing live with my band. Um, I, I, whatever money came in, I split that with my players equally. And the reason why is because they, you know, they didn't get paid for practices. They were using their cars and gas to come to my house, and so, you know, I, I always paid them what I made. Um, administratively, that wasn't necessarily the smartest thing to do, but it felt fair to me. Um, in, in my business, I, I, I'd rather run my business like a friendship, which I've also been told is, is not smart, but I've been in business for 34, 35 years or whatever. So um, something's working right. I And we're predominantly female too, by the way. Um, so oh, I didn't realize that. In, in, yeah, I've got, uh, we have three men in the house. Four, excuse me. We have four men in the house. The rest are uh, women, and I was... Uh, totally woman owned and operated and uh for for many many years so um in the music business it's like playing football and i always tell people if you don't put on your helmet and your shoulder pads and you go down in the field and you think they're going to change the rules of the game because you're a woman you're out of your mind you're going to get creamed <clears throat> and so i know that i work in a male-owned operated and dominated industry um, I there's no blinders on about that um, I've had a few lessons to learn about being able to kind of go hmm, okay we're going to let that business go because this is what I say we're worth and if that has to go by the wayside it goes by the wayside so kind of drawing your lines in the sand and deciding on which hills you're going to live and die is, is important I, I believe that I have the luxury of being uh, you know, an iconic name in the industry now where it doesn't matter what I charge people, they're going to pay because they want to see me. And I'm, I'm grateful for that, but it didn't start that way. Um, and and kind of coming up through that, seeing how I was making other people a lot of money. And then I had to decide, okay, well, I think that I should be able to keep some of that. and And so those were, you know, those were the, you know, the stepping stones uh, to success where I'm at now and it's a process, but yeah, I had to learn to to be able to say, okay, we're going to increase and this is what we're going to charge now. And this is what, and some people fell off and and more people came in. Uh, Praise God, you know? Um, But, but yeah, I've had to learn a little bit of that. I've just never felt highly discriminated against. However, as a woman, um, I've always been in a man's world, even as the lead chirp in a band. And I've I've lived with, I have two brothers and a, my, my father's deceased now, but I mean, I grew up being the only girl. So I, I, I kind of had to learn to navigate uh, guys, if you will, pretty, pretty early on in my life. And I was in a band, I had a seven piece band that was me and my backup singer were the only two girls. So there were five guys. So, you know, being on the road, being on buses, being in trucks, being in cars and vans, you, you learn men very well. And I think I understand how they think uh, as much as I can as a woman, you know? Yeah. So I I feel pretty, pretty good about that, but there's men and women are still very different. We're different, but we're we're created different. and, And there's just no way around that. So men, uh, you know, God love them, they think different. And and learning how to navigate my way through that is what I've done.
0: You've worked with some very successful individuals, which comes with its own challenges. And um, I think there are, you know, a few industries that also lend itself to working with successful individuals. How do you navigate uh, the personalities, the egos and all that comes along with uh, success and stardom when you're trying to teach and elevate and pour into those that you're working with? Um,
1: first of all, I meet people where they are. Uh, and, and that is probably one of the best things that we do at Jasmine Studios is that we really literally, we meet you where you are. Uh, And it doesn't matter to me if if you are a a novice artist or if you're an usher or you're, you know, a a Nicki Minaj or you're a a Drake or you're the band Perry or Shania Twain. It doesn't matter to me. My job is to help make you better. And so, first of all, I come from a place of service. And if somebody has an attitude about that, it's like, well, you called me. I didn't call you. So... I also have the luxury of being in that position where people are seeking me out for a reason. Uh, And usually it has to do with either something's wrong or they need to be better or something has gone down and somebody's voice has gone out or they're not cutting, you know, the tour or something's happened. So, um, people have a a tendency to be a, a little, um, When they're vulnerable, um, they tend to be uh, less ego driven, and that doesn't mean that their egos don't exist outside of my walls. But when when people come in, you know, I go straight in. Um, I'm also um, I shoot straight from the hip, and and I'm there to help them. But I don't mess around with that kind of stuff, and they they kind of know that Uh, I'm not here to placate their egos. Uh, I'm not here. That's not what I do. And I also have a whole lot of their vulnerability information. And they know that. So the truth of the matter is, I'm probably one of the most dangerous people on the planet to a whole lot of big, huge superstars. And they know that they can trust me because that information is safe. I, because it's, it's there's a sanctity to confidentiality. And they know that they can trust me that I'm, if, if somebody, you know, ask me all the proverbial questions about what's it like, it's like, I can talk about what it's like, but I'm never going to divulge that, that personal vulnerable information. It's, uh, that it's not okay to do that. And, and they know that they can trust me so that I think trust, I think being honest with people being authentic and, and then actually delivering results making sure that I'm actually doing something that makes them more excellent at what they're doing. So whether it's cleaning a vocal toilet or <laughs> you know, getting somebody back up you know, out of rehab, uh, vocal rehab, when they haven't had surgery or something go wrong, or uh, taking a young Usher from 80, the album 8701 to Confessions, which is still the benchmark album of his career. And I'm, I'm proud of that because it made a difference and people heard it.
0: That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What about balance? I mean, you are in a very busy, demanding field. How do you balance it all? How do you find balance? You know, family and everything else that comes into play. How do you balance it all out? Um, I, I I don't know that. I don't
1: know that I do. Um, because I work all the time and, and that's OK with me. Um. I, I don't, you know, I'm not currently married, and I don't have children, so not that I, uh, I'm too old to have kids now. <laughs> I, have, I have two little girls that I take care of in Africa, and, and an orphan is there, and they're mine, and, and I'm, you know, proud of that, but, um, um, and, and, you know, if God has a man for me at this point in my life, I'm sure he'll knock me over the head with a two-by-four, <laughs> but I, but I, but I work, you know, and I, how how fortunate am I to be able to do something that I love so much? So many people go to work and they hate their jobs and it's like, I've never worked a day in my life because I love what I do. I love what I do. So, um, I think there's great responsibility with that. Uh, balance for me is being um, on my mower and, and being out and cutting grass, which it sounds kind of stupid but it's true. I, I was never an outdoor type of girl but when I had to start maintaining the property that I live on, it there was some kind of solace that happened when I got out there. And uh, it, it's time where nobody can call me. I, I have that time alone with God to talk and pour my heart out in my pastures. And so that would be my balance. Um, and the other thing is, you know this, but I, I'm currently taking care of my 93-year-old mother who had a stroke two days before the pandemic shut us down boy talk about balancing things out it's been a it's been a challenge a different level of challenge and yet um, it's it's worked it's worked out uh, up to this point and and i, I uh, am not sorry for the time that it's taken for me to devote care for her um, and, and, and sometimes I hang in the balance of that, you know, but um, I don't know. I just am grateful that I get to do what I love. So I don't, I don't really know that I, I think a lot of people would look at me and go, you're doing what? It's like, yeah, I'm, you know, this is, what are you doing on Friday night? I, I'm in the studio and we're cutting so-and-so or what are you doing Sunday? Well, I'm going to church and then I'm cutting grass. Uh, that's, that's kind of how I balance it out.
0: That's great. So in closing, what or where do you see your company three years from now, five years from now? What does the future hold for your companies? Um, You know, I I, thank you for asking
1: that. I I, we have some the the, the true um, proof of concept in artist development is being able to launch artists out of our house instead of just developing artists that other people bring to us to pay us to develop, or or we're developing them somebody comes in with a checkbook and takes them right and and takes our work and lays claim to that we're really excited about some of the young artists that we have in-house that are our artists that we're going to launch so that's one thing that feels real good to me about the future of of jansman studios and what we're doing in mama's music house also being able to be a, uh, we are that safe haven for artists, but to, um, with the new facility to be able to do some songwriter nights and workshops and um, open that up and perhaps do um, some things that can stream online and put product out elsewhere for people who can't come to Atlanta to see us um, and to really service more needs that way and 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 grow and and grow the content to where it reaches more people that's really exciting to me and um seeing what can happen with that but i've always said um at at the end of all this i want i want to be the the martha stewart or the oprah of the music business and and so releasing um you know some products and things that are vocally centric that help people but at the end of the day it's just i want us to be known for helping people so that when i um when I exit and I don't mean when I exit the world not as they'll have to throw dirt on me to you know (laughs) make me stop doing what I'm doing but because I I love to work but I think that I think that having a legacy that lives past me uh, to where it, it, it continues on to where other people have opportunities and the staff move on with that and, and train other people up and continue with the work because I think it's very important. We are, we really truly broker people's dreams. That's what we do. We are the stewards of that. And I think it's a very sacred thing. So I hope that it lives way past me.
0: Yeah, you've created a culture in your organization that um, I, I'm i sure will live beyond you, but they will continue to pour that sentiment into the artist that you all continue to develop. So I hope so. It I hope. Will be, right. It'll be exciting to watch. Well, I am so thankful for this time for this discussion. Um, I truly appreciate um, you coming on my podcast and sure. sharing some, some gems for our audience. So um, thank you for that. And I just uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneur's Think Tank. We know the journey of entrepreneurship is not easy, but when you dive into the Think Tank, we hope to make your experience a little better than it may have been. Until next week, enjoy the journey.